This week on Nintendo Main, you have met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Maybe you're the bad guy in this one. Are you? Welcome to Nintendo Main, episode 58. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. And uh, we have a special guest this week. Hi, I'm Max. Hi, Max. What's up, Max? How you doing? Are you related to um, the director, uh, David Cronenberg? He was actually <laughs> adopted into the name. You were adopted into the name, or he was? Yeah, he was. Oh, interesting. This is something I looked into, of course, because why wouldn't I? So David Cronenberg's actually not an original Cronenberg? That's my understanding, and now that I'm saying that out loud, I feel like I have to actually go on like Wikipedia and check this. Oh. I mean, a lot of people a lot of people in the biz change their names, so it wouldn't really surprise me. But I don't, I've never really looked into it. I was just, you know, you don't meet a whole lot of people with the last name Cronenberg, so I had to ask. Right. <laughs> oh, no, apparently Milton Cronenberg is his father. Oh, well, there you go. Milton. That is the second thing Do you know Milton? I've Milton. learned in, like, <laughs> 24 hours that I was told for a long, long time uh, by my parents that I found out was very wrong. You having a Santa uh, Claus moment over there? <laughs> I am. I'm kind of freaking out. He's not real. David uh, Cronenberg's really not real. Oh, wait, no. Santa Claus. Uh, pretty much exclusively, I think. <laughs> Max is a good friend of mine. Uh, probably when I think of Majora's Mask, I think of him as probably being the biggest fan that I've personally met. Nice. I don't know if that's true, but at least that's just how I feel when I think of Majora's Mask. Yet you haven't beaten the 3DS version yet, or are you playing it again? I'm replaying it. Oh, okay. I think I've actually, I was thinking about this the other day, I have owned this on every iteration of Nintendo that you could buy it on. Yeah, I did too, I, I except I ended up selling my, the one that, the Zelda disc that had it, that had it on there, just because I needed money at the time. Oh yeah, that GameCube one? Yeah, the Cube one, that, that you got, I think I got it, I think I got it from like, a certain amount of Nintendo Club points. Probably you could either do that or you could get it through Nintendo Power. I think that's all I got. It was a it was a pre order for Wind Waker actually. No, that was uh, the pre order for Wind Waker was Master Quest. Yeah, and then that one had uh, it didn't Ocarina have Master Quest. It didn't have Majora's Mask. Did it happen? Though. Oh, that was that one was later. That was the gold. That was the one that had the gold front. That had uh, the NES Legend of Zelda and the NES uh, Adventure of Link. That was later. That was a that was a Nintendo Power yeah. slash game uh, Nintendo Club. Thing. It was like the same game, and then they added two other things to it. Yeah, or three well, other. Things. Well, they added three other things. Yeah, but it was it was a separate disc. The, the, the pre-sale was uh, Ocarina of Time and Ocarina of Time Master yeah. Quest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I do not own that anymore, unfortunately. I do. Well, I have the one. I have the two game one, but I don't have the the multi game one. Yeah, I don't have either of them. I sold. I think I sold both of them for Twilight Princess, probably <laughs> for the Twilight Princess Wii, because uh, I was broke at that time and one wanted to get the game. But yeah. So what if uh, aside from Majora's Mask, what have you been playing this week, Max or Jeremy, or either one? <laughs> a little bit of Hyper Light Drifter. Oh, cool! Which I am liking yeah. quite a bit. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's like an, an online game, right? Well, I mean, you you buy it online. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's fantastic. The design and the music I actually listened to for months before I ever bought the game. What uh, what do you play it on? Uh, PS4. Oh, okay, 
I think I saw somewhere that that was at one moment, at one point that was going to be a Wii U game as well. And then they yeah. canceled it. I don't know if it's going to end up on the switch or what, but there was an article that I read that said it was on there at one point. That's how is, I it like a, is it like an indie game or is it uh, just like a small publisher? Yeah, it's an indie game. Let me see if I can find out who did it. Is it on Steam? Yes. Oh, okay, I could check it out then. It's by Heart Machine. What do you do in the game? Uh, it's a top-down action game. You know, it plays actually like the older Zeldas, kind of. Um, you're a guy with a sword and you got a gun that you can shoot stuff instead of arrows. Oh, okay. The gimmick is kind of a dash instead of a jump or anything. Sure. And I've hit a point in the game where it's got like the gauntlet sort of challenge to it where it gives you a room with a whole bunch of enemies. You got to kill them, go to the next room, repeat. And I've gotten to a point where I have to clear like five rooms of enemies on, you know, however much health I have. And I'm still trying to work on getting past like the fourth room of that. Is it kind of random? Like how the rooms generate, or, or no? No, the map's all set up the same. It's just a matter of actually knowing, you know, got to do this and then that and then this and then that. Kind of a, you know, the streamline through the rooms. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, what, what have you been playing, Jeremy? Or have you played anything since uh, since the Switch? I've been just kind of, like, dreaming about the Switch. But, no, I've been playing. I've been continuing to play uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong. And then, of course, the Game of the Week. And I played uh, a little bit. I started getting into Pocket Card Jockey a little bit. Oh yeah, that game's fun. You're still still only playing it a little bit though. It hasn't it hasn't been to where you've done like four races in a row. Yeah, uh, I also just recently beat Firewatch on PC, which was pretty fun. Oh okay. Max, have you played Firewatch? I have not actually. It's pretty cool. It's uh you can beat it in a day, and it was on sale for ten bucks last week on Steam. I don't know if it's gone back up in price, but it's a cool game to check out if you can get it cheap. It's like a first person. A, guess like an adventure you might call it oh cool you're a yeah it's cool you're like a, a guy who lives in the middle of the woods and you work for this national park you're staying in this lookout cabin keeping an eye out for forest fires and it's kind of a story that revolves around that and sort of an origin story of why you're there in the first place kind of unfolds as you play so that's pretty cool oh yeah very cool that's cool. Uh, otherwise just messing around with my 3ds and trying to play some old games on there uh, a little bit of oracle of ages I was trying to play a little bit of Mario 3D Land earlier. Did you not ever get all the way through that one? I'm on like the last, like the bonus worlds or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I but I was just playing old levels, trying to get everything. Oh sure, yeah, getting all the coins and all that. Ah, uh-huh. cool. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played a whole lot. Like I was, I'm, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna do some like let's play stuff for Majora's Mask, but I haven't had time to do that because I've been uploading all the youtube stuff from from our switch presentation event that we went to so i hadn't had a whole lot of time to play stuff but i did play uh i played fast racing neo again on saturday night and i got and i played some of like ogre battle 64 because i downloaded that oh you did get ogre battle yeah i got it when it came out because that's a game i want i want to play again and it's so much cheaper than getting it and then actually buying it to get it digitally. So I went ahead and got it. I did, but I, I just played it a little bit. I think I played like through like the first, just like the very first part of it. I'm still not really sure. I don't know. I think, I think the problem I had with it before is that I can't really understand like where the control part of it is because I don't seem to be really doing anything at the beginning. Have either of you guys played that game? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, or any of the ogre battles? I've played the one on uh, Super Nintendo a little bit. Oh, okay. Through the Wii Virtual Console, like back in the day. Yeah. Does it have a whole? I just felt like there's not a whole lot of stuff for me to do. Like you kind of just say like attack, and then they just attack. You know, <laughs> there's not really any strategy to it yet. So 
but I'm just maybe I'm, it builds on it as it goes. I'm sure. I, th- I think that's why I had a hard time getting into it because I wasn't really sure like what the there wasn't a whole lot of control or like what it's you know what you're doing to progress. But I'll you know I'll play it some more times and try to try to get into it. Yeah, but I played I played fast racing Neo. It feels a lot like fast racing RMX or fast RMX. But it doesn't look as good. I bet it looks the same. <laughs> it looks it oh, looks okay. exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, it looks like the exact same game. And there was actually some DLC that I didn't know, so I, I'm sure Fast RMX has the DLC on there. But I'm tempted to just yeah. to just get it and just play it on the Wii U since I don't know. I'm surprised that's not a launch day thing for the Switch. Are you are you planning on getting a Switch, Max? I haven't asked, asked you yet. You're interested oh, yeah, in course. the new I've system. Got it actually uh, being delivered to my job because I'm going to be at work that day. Oh, on the third on Friday. Yeah. Oh, I'm going wow. to be there all day, so I'm going to have it delivered and not going to tell my boss that it is arriving there. <laughs> is it getting de- you, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's getting delivered get it with, with Zelda, right? Uh, I, yes. I got the system through GameStop and then uh, Zelda in a case and uh, the player's guide for Zelda all through Amazon. Cool. Nice. Yeah, you can't get the was... Switch. You can't get the Switch Zelda on Amazon anymore. It's sold out. I checked, yeah. it, I checked it out today. Oh really? Yeah, the Wii one's still up. The Wii U one is still up. Sure. But the uh, Switch version is not. Yeah, I actually switched my Zelda Wii U version to a different Best Buy in hopes to be able to get it on at midnight on Thursday. So I was actually able to do that a lot easier than I thought. I wonder if I can do that with my actual console. I'm scared though. Oh, it, it, I'm sure it's a lot more difficult for the for the actual Switch console. Yeah. But for the I Wii, would love it to be for the Wii U game. To, I'd I love mean, to be able to get it yeah. at midnight the night before. But yeah. I also like it being shipped to my house, knowing I'm getting it that day. Sure. Without yeah. See that? Anywhere. See but that? Always, that, yeah. night, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, that always scares me too. Though, like, I was always afraid to get a pre-order to have it sent to your house like on the day because I'm always afraid it's not going to get there on time. Even though apparently right. people get it a lot earlier, right? Seems to be people normally get it earlier than later. Uh, it never happened with me. Well, I've never done a hardware. I guess I've never gotten a hardware release on first day, but the only the only other time I've done this with online rather was uh, uh the Star Fox Zero. Yeah, but, I, but yeah, my uh, my Zelda's coming through Amazon. I hope it shows up early, but it says it's March third. That's the way it was with Star Fox. It came the day of, so that's what I'm expecting to get it that Friday. That sure. was actually uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. I got off of Amazon on release day, and they also, they came right on release day. You bought both at the same time? Mm-hmm. Good call. Nice. Yeah, I ended up, I, I got Pokemon, I got Pokemon Moon digitally so I could play it at 11 the night before. That's when mm-hmm. they when they release. But uh, I also, um, I was like looking at the Japanese launch games for the Switch, and they get they get better games than we do. So I, I, decided, I decided to order a Puyo Puyo Tetris from Japan, so I ordered that today. Since it's like not region locked, you can play whatever you want on there. I, I was, that was one of the best games at that event. I yeah, think. well, that, personally, I think so. Oh yeah, that was that was definitely like one of my favorite games. That wasn't Zelda that we played at at the event. So yeah. I was like, I was like looking at the stuff, and I was like, oh man, I could just buy that. I could buy the Japanese version of that. I don't need to read any of the text. It's a puzzle game. It's like I'll, it's like you I'll, said, it's coming to PS4 as well, right? Yeah, but it's coming later. Like I looked at the, oh, okay. the release dates. I don't think it's coming out until like the end of April, from what I saw. So that's I mean, just I, the U.S. release in general. The U.S. release, yeah. The Japanese one comes, all out, comes out earlier. Gotcha. But, yeah. So I was like, man, I can just... And it would only cost me like five more dollars. Like, it's a $40 game. I paid 45 to have it shipped. And it's shipped for free. I'm not getting it, like, right on the 3rd, but I'll get it, like, the week after. So that's right. fine. It'll that's fine for me. the end of April, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait, like, two months to play it. So... That's, that's a good two-player game, too. Yeah. 
if I can find out where the two-player is on the menu. The I'm sure I'll figure it out. Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool, and you can play it with the little Joy-Con and all that. So I'm excited about that. I'll have a game to play on the Switch whenever I get that. And I'm sure I'll end up getting, like, I Am Setsuna or something like that to play on it when I get it. Some off the eShop. Yeah, something off the eShop. I was hoping, like I, t- I said before, I was hoping there was some sort of, hoping there was some sort of, like, virtual console thing on there I could get. But that's still, they still aren't, haven't said anything, and they probably won't say anything about that until after the system ships, which is really weird. But, you know, whatever. I was actually just going to ask if you guys had heard anything about that. We have not. No, it's still like they're not saying anything about the virtual console. All that, it's, it's all so that I strange. know was in that leaked video um, of the OS and everything. When he clicked on eShop, it said that it required an update. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, because yeah, it would. Which did you did you guys see that? I don't know how much you knew about it, Max, about the the leaked video of yeah, someone getting um, one early. That it turns it out that it super was clean stolen. Yeah, that's what I that that's what I like saw. A, that somebody was saying that. Yeah. Switch, supposedly. Yeah, they're <laughs> saying that somebody stole it, and that's how they got it. Right. <laughs> so he, I don't know if he necessarily stole it, but he bought it from someone else or somewhere down the line. It would have been lifted. Hmm. Uh, I didn't read the whole article, but Nintendo wasn't happy about it. I mean, that's not surprising, but well, yeah, because they've got very specific embargoes <clears throat> on. I think it's the 23rd when people can start talking about Zelda, I think it is. And then, I don't know. They've got very, like, specific... Like, people have started getting their... Oh, yeah, the uh, the reviews, right? They can't yeah. do anything with them. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, somebody posted that on the NBC group saying, like, that, yeah, they can post the review at a certain time, something like that. I guess people are getting people are getting review switches now, though, so that's cool. Man, I don't, I don't want to read any of that shit before I get the game. <laughs> yeah. No, no uh, spoilers or anything. You might have to stay off I'm, of the internet I'm for like of the a week. Lately, actually, because of that. Yeah, you might have to just stay off the internet for a week if you can, in an anticipation. Uh, of I've actually, uh, I've gone out of my way to not read anything about Breath of the Wild. That's kind of where I'm at. Like at all? Man. Like since um, when? Since maybe the second trailer. Oh, okay. So like post. Uh, I mean. When I mean the second trailer was probably like E3, right? Like I the, think so. Like the full one. Like like have you um, read stuff like yeah. when they actually showed like what the game was and all that? Like like at the, yeah. Did you start reading there or did you read any of that? I watched that trailer and then I have like read nothing about it. Oh okay. Well that's good. Well we try we'll, we'll try not to talk a whole about a whole lot about it then <laughs> to, to not to yeah. not spoil it for you. That's cool though. I mean that's uh it's good that you have that sort of control. Like I hear you know like friends of mine are like oh I don't watch trailers and stuff like that for movies and I just. It'd be cool to not did do you, that, but I would have a hard time controlling myself most of the time with something. Max, new did you out, watch, watch any it. of the gameplay stuff that people posted, even around that same time? Like, because it was at E3, they had a whole day devoted to that game where people were re- playing it and recording it and stuff. No, did you just uh, you just watched the trailer? Watch that. Just watch the trailer. Okay. All right. Well, then we have a good idea of what not to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and this is actually uh, one of the only games in a very long time I've done that for. Like for Pokemon Sun and Moon, I was at the forefront of every single leak that came out. I wanted to see every single Pokemon. I wanted to find out everything I could. Do you feel like that detracted from the overall experience for you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. But this is more of a story-driven game. I don't think Poke- – I mean, Pokemon obviously does have a story to it, but it's right. not It's not in the same vein as like a – the epic hero story that we're going to get in yeah. I've, uh, uh, I've, this game, hopefully. I've stopped watching, yeah. I, you know, like sometimes like IGN will post like, hey, like first 20 minutes of the game or like first 20, 15 minutes of the game or whatever. I've stopped watching stuff like that because it's yeah. like I just, I, it, once I decide I'm going to get a game, I don't I don't like to like overdo it, I guess. 
on on watching it. Yeah. Like like when the when the E3 stuff came out with the gameplay and all that of Zelda, I just didn't really didn't know anything about the game, so I was like super intrigued on it. And plus, you know, I watch it so we can talk about it on here as well. But yeah, it's I'm I'm kind of yeah now it's I understand yeah now it's kind of the point where you just don't want to see anything more because it's like what more can you show you know now that it's out I don't know yeah but I still don't I still don't seem to I, I don't think I really know like where the story's going or anything like that I don't feel like I'm really spoiled at all no and when we we played what it we've for seen, that twenty you know, minutes like oh yeah, yeah didn't, we didn't find I, I don't feel like that we didn't really. find anything though for twenty minutes I mean that's like such a small amount of yeah. time that it's like i feel like both of us yeah. were like barreling at that location like thinking that would you know we were going to find something out but we didn't make it there fast enough yeah but it was yeah i felt like we yeah it's just like and we we talked about it last week in our last episode but like yeah some games like don't even aren't even started by 20 minutes you haven't even played yet you know it's still like like most rpgs would still be telling its backstory or whatever the origin story is and all that yeah and it's and you like you lose part of the experience if you skip those the scenes and stuff like uh the backstory is usually important in those cases oh sure yeah there was there was a new trailer there was a new trailer that was posted like a couple days ago which showed some i don't we don't have to talk about it because <laughs> i don't want i don't want to spoil any of it for you but uh, there's some interesting stuff on there that people are talking about and uh, i mean do you mind if we talk about the rating because that's kind of a thing too that's like a news thing oh yeah, yeah absolutely yeah because uh you do mind or you don't mind <laughs> no, go for it. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, apparently uh was a Breath of the Wild got a teen rating because of the because of the fairies. Is that am I correct right. on that? I believe it very specifically says like partial nudity. Uh, fairy cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean they were always dressed kind of uh yeah, kind of risky in the sixty four games for sure. And Majora's yeah. Mask, like which we're very talking about. Flowers. Yeah. And it was questionable where their magic was, like the origin point of the magic that they were shooting at you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it always kind of looked like it, uh, it came from came from a sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they gave gave them a higher rating. Like the first ever Zelda game that was rated teen, right? It's crazy. Well, well you know, definitely like most of what we've experienced with uh, all the marketing is then they're going for. I don't know. The target audience seems to be like teenagers and up. So sure. Far. Well, you know, higher graphics, uh, more detail on that type of stuff. So then you get higher ratings. Right. Well, also, like, the Switch is extremely breakable, I, I would suspect. So it's not being marketed as young kids as much. Yeah, it doesn't look, uh, yeah, it doesn't look as like, it's not like the 2DS where you can kind of just throw it around. Yeah. I guess that's what the Joy-Cons are for, right? For the kids who want to play 1-2 Switch or whatever. Yeah. I'm just glad they still have something that you can whip at a TV. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to cause as much damage, but it it, it has some weight to it. I would not say not with that attitude, right? It's, yeah. it's got some weight to it. I'd say it might weigh about as much as a golf ball. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty small. You could you can smash a TV screen with a golf ball real nice. Oh yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you wind up enough, <laughs> the uh, I'm surprised that they don't have any uh, condoms that come with the Joy Cons like they used to for the Wiimotes. Or is that going to be a future yeah. thing? I mean, they could just build that in now and just make it like all like just just make it all soft and cushy around the side in case you decide to throw it at somebody or to TV. I think that was a smart design choice to make the uh, the straps also make part the of the controller, controller more comfortable yeah. to hold. To, so you, so now you have to wear them because I never like on my Wii I, I never use the straps like I took the straps no, off. No, me either. Except and for I you, probably won't use the straps on this either. Yeah. I'll probably take them off if I can. Except there was a there was a game in WarioWare Twisted. Or no, in, in WarioWare Smooth Moves, there was a game that you needed a, that you needed an arm strap for because the game involved you dropping the controller. That was like how you won the game. 
<laughs> so you dropped letting it. letting it dangle by the strap. Yeah, dropping it and letting it dangle by the strap. And it showed like a, it showed like a person like bungee, bungee jumping, like when you did that. So you did need it for that one game on, on Warrior, on WarriorWare. Well, maybe they'll make all games have something in it so you always use the strap. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe Link will have a yo-yo or something. Yeah, that'd be funny. Well, maybe they'll finally make a Star Tropics game and have a, and have a yo-yo on that. That'd be great. It'd be about time. Uh, yeah, I've been waiting for a sequel to that for, I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> since since whenever the Star Trek Two came out, one thing one thing I saw funny like it like in news stuff is that, like I was saying like how the Japanese has a Japanese release have different games than we do. They have a uh, Dragon Quest Heroes One and Two is a release game for Japan, and I think that's not coming out till like the end of April either over here. And I thought about getting that. I was like, oh, maybe I should get that. But then I you know I want to know like the story and all that. Even though there won't be that much of a story, I'd still like to read read what's going on in it. But apparently, uh, that's the only game that you can't buy like right out of the gate. Like online, like the digital purchase of it is 32 gigs, and that exceeds like the memory that's included with the Switch. So you have to buy a micro SD card in order to get that game, which I thought was funny. I mean, that just kind of shows like more to how how crazy they are with their, uh, you know, how they always release systems that have like no memory on it. It's like, well, here you, yeah, here's the system. You can't buy this game. You got to buy. You got to upgrade your hard drive before you can buy this game. Which, if you remember, that was an <laughs> issue with the uh, the basic Wii U. Yeah, with how the, many gigs did that have? Well, wasn't it the eight gig 16? one? Oh, eight. You're right. It was wasn't eight. it smaller than that? Yeah, it was, it was eight. eight, and then there was a thirty-two gig. Because you couldn't even. Because yeah, I think the eight gig you couldn't even buy two games for that. So it's like, yeah, it's dumb. And that was when they started and you couldn't fit, e-shopping like, Smash everything. Brothers, that wouldn't fit on the original Wii U, the smaller version. Oh sure, yeah. Well, you couldn't even play. Uh, you probably couldn't even play like um, the Xenoblade Chronicles X. You know, with all the data patches that you had to get, like to make it run smoothly. You couldn't get any of those because that was like 17 gigs, I think. Apparently, uh, I guess I heard that uh, the Wii U one has a three gig install. Also, the the Zelda game does. And I and I think the digital version of I, I saw a, I saw like a thing that showed like all the all the gig size of all the different games like if you buy them on the eShop digitally and I think uh, Breath of the Wild was like 17 gigs something like that I mean even like Snipperclips is like a gig and a half and that's like the smallest I do wonder how long Snipperclips is going to be like if it's going to be like if it's going to be a significant game or it's going to be kind of short but they're going to release more content or if people are going to be allowed to make their own content we don't know much about it. Yeah, I mean, I figured it'd be a fairly long game. It's just like, you know, it's not, it's just not like graph, it's not like a graphical overhaul or anything like that. I figured there's maybe close to like 100 levels, maybe, or maybe more like 80 or something. I don't know. I figured a game like that when there's like, you know, you can solve the levels like within a few minutes, there'd be quite a few of them, but I don't know. It'd be interesting. And that is, that's like end of March, right? For Snipperclips, it's not a day one. I know that. No, but it's, it's close to launch. And uh, yeah, speaking of day one stuff, uh, the Binding of Isaac that one got delayed. Also, that was supposed that. To, that was supposed to be the day, and I think it's a couple weeks in now. Yeah, launch day is looking less and less appealing in, in the sense of how much software. But I also think personally, I'm just going to be so caught up in Zelda. Well, yeah, I mean that's the that's the basic idea is, is like you have Zelda, so you don't need anything else. But for people like me who want to who are still buying the buying Zelda in its original form, there's not really much for me to play on the Switch. But you know. We can always just play catch with the Joy-Cons or something in the meantime <laughs> while, while Puyo Puyo Tetris is in the mail. Man, get one, two, switch and milk some cows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if one, two, switch wasn't $50, then maybe. I saw some, I saw some people saying, like... Bomberman, too, actually. Uh, I'm, not really, I'm not really a huge fan of Bomberman. No? There are... There are more modes than what we played. I did see that. Oh no! Yeah, the first. Yeah, there's there's much more modes. But I just I never really got into a Bomberman. Like I said before, I bought the Bomberman on GameCube, played it for a little bit, and ended up selling it. So there was never really a game that I was like, man, Bomberman. 
Like, there was none of them that I really liked a whole lot. I know a lot of people The one do. on Nintendo 64 that came out very early on in the 64's era... Yeah, I played that one. Uh, like, the one where you could customize your character and everything. Yeah, where you where you became the ghost, like, after you got killed and you could, like, hold people in place so they couldn't dodge the bombs. It was, a, it was more of an adventure kind of... Game well, that, I mean, that was like in the that was in the four player mode, the one that I played. That was the first one that came out because I played it in high school, the Bomberman one. Yeah, but the the GameCube one was a was a more of an adventure one too. That's why I bought it because I thought I'd like it, but yeah. I could only I could only stay with it for so long. And this one has an adventure thing too. It has like a story mode, but I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not really sold on it. I guess you know if there's a demo or something that I can try it out, then maybe. But it, since it's probably selling for like fifty or sixty, I just can't really can't really put that down on that game. You know, so I'd be willing to give Bomberman a chance if I see like the other modes are more interesting because that mode was just I don't know. We were playing against two computers, so that's another thing. If that was a four people playing, it might be a lot more exciting. Maybe you still can't do anything other than AI opponents, other than lay bombs. Like there was no, I don't know. Maybe I couldn't figure out how to do the upgrades, but I didn't seem like the upgrades really did anything that you would collect after you blew up the boxes or after you blew up the bricks in the mazes. They did, but you had to really clear out space. Like it was very densely packed with bricks you had to break to. Yeah. So I think given the situation we were in where we had a limited amount of time to play just kind of wasn't conducive to like the fast-paced demo we kind of needed i think the one player mode would have been more fun to try out or like if they have a puzzle mode or something like that yeah i feel yeah we were kind of playing it just waiting to play another thing so it was kind of like yeah i'm actually just seeing you know i didn't realize that uh ukulele is also getting thrown over to switch yeah, I was hoping that was yeah, a launch game. Yeah, it was supposed game. to be on the Wii U originally, but they canceled yeah. it. Yeah. It still hasn't come out for any of the other systems, though, right? Like, I thought it was supposed no, to launch no, in February. Uh, I guess it April got pushed 20th, back. I believe. Yeah. Went March? I think it's April. Yeah, oh, in April now? It's April 20th. Oh, okay. That's what I saw last. Because last time, yeah, last time I saw it, which was a while ago, it was like last time I checked, which was probably like two months ago, they'd said that it was going to release in February. So I thought it was going to come out before the Switch came out, but I'm sure they've they've probably altered the release date since then. Uh, uh, April 11th is what Amazon says. Oh, okay. No, the yeah, last, that's, that's for the whole thing too. Yeah. The last time I checked was like in October or something like that. So I'm sure I'm sure it was changed because yeah. I was like, oh, because because I was hoping. I, just the only reason I remember it is because I was hoping to play it on the Wii before the Switch came out on the Wii U because that was when it was scheduled for launch on the Wii U and then they canceled it. But then I got then I got pushed back. So on the PC, if you pre-order it you get like a little demo sort of thing like a, I, I like a beta test but you do get to like play around a little bit with it oh, okay sort of figure out yeah. how it works um that was kind of a reward that they originally just offered through their kickstarter as like one of the tiered rewards or something but if you pre-order it they still give you like some of the benefits so i don't know if that'll be offered to us once the switch is released or if that's going to be a pc only the demo thing yeah, no, that'd be cool. Now I figured it was like some sort of beta test thing. It looks really good, though. I mean, it's it's a it's totally a blast from the past. It looks like, and the the graphics are really fun and cartoony and really well polished. It looks like. Yeah. yeah, I was actually just watching a trailer for that about an hour ago. Yeah, I haven't seen a whole. I've watched did, a whole it, lot of that. I've just, I mean, I saw a couple of videos, but it's it's enough that like I want to play it regardless. So I don't need to watch all the stuff about it. It's unashamedly like you know, harkening back to Banjo Kazooie and yeah. probably even uh, Conquer to a certain extent. Oh sure, yeah, it looks cool. Like when I was uh, when I was looking through the videos that we did about the like the first stuff we played on the Switch, 
I'm like gen- I'm generally excited for stuff that's coming out on the Switch. It just seems to be. I wish it was coming out quicker. You know, <laughs> it's the thing. Like, cause I, I was watching like the Splatoon two stuff and all that, and I'm excited about that game. I just wish that they weren't like. I feel like they're delaying everything where they have like one game every month, which I guess is better than having like five games in one month and then nothing in all the other months. But still, yeah, it'd be like annoying. if we we recorded a bunch of podcasts and released them all at once. Yeah, dude, like you know, wanna yeah, then, one a week, then nobody would listen to him, or right, they exactly. listen less or something. Yeah, no, I understand. It just, yeah, just when you get, and when, it's a little extra dev time for everybody to uh, polish up the games before they're released. Sure. And when you well, what, oh, this is one I had no idea about. Um, apparently, there's an un- untitled uh, Shin Megami Tensei game coming out. Yeah, that which, yeah that was on the um that was on the presentation that they showed, which which is good. I mean, I'm I'm excited about that. I mean, there's a lot of Shin Megami Tensei games for the 3DS, so yeah, that's good that there are any. I, I just wanted uh, for the what I wanted for the Switch is I want all the stuff that's made for the 3DS to come out on the Switch eventually. You know, like that, like that type of quality. You know, especially like the turn-based RPG stuff that comes out for the 3DS would be nice to be well, able to play when the, on when the, the Switch TV. makes the 3DS obsolete. That'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> whenever that happens, which might be another a couple more years. Maybe I mean, shit. The 3DS had a it's quite had quite a long life already. Yeah, it's it's a great system though, and people are still. It's got a couple more model redesigns in it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a couple like they need some uh, new new 3DS and new 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 3DSs. I mean, unless they want to make an XXL, that kind, that, that could be cool. <laughs> Double XL. We have to use your entire like fist as a as a stylus. I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's like the iPad Pro or whatever, but it's two of those screens. <laughs> yeah, geez. something just so inconvenient to carry around. Oh it's... right, well you're just going to use it at home anyway when you're on the toilet, so <laughs> might as well have like two. Well, three, and then you can use your TVs. feet. Yeah, it's a it's so yeah, big. Yeah, you can have like games. It could be a pressure sensitive screen. Yeah, yeah, they could like tell you how much you weigh and all that <laughs> stuff. They can make it so big that it needs a stand. You can't hold it. And since you're going to have it in the bathroom anyway, you can like weigh yourself before and after you poop, so you can like mm-hmm. monitor your your feces. See, that's uh, that's a 3ds fitness app right yep. there. I think so, almost for sure. And, you know, that people <laughs> love that kind of thing. And who hasn't dreamed of knowing the total amount of pounds of poop they make in a year? You know. Right. Can it right keep now, track there's of not that? a very clean way of determining that. Yeah, I mean, I've tried uh, Google Sheets, keeping track <laughs> of it. It's just it, I lose track. It does, man. <laughs> yeah, but poop aside, um, isn't a <laughs> <laughs> the 40s that helps you know how much you poop in a year? Get it? Do you know uh, the P U the P U S? I don't like that. I was going to ask you do, you. do you know? Do you know when the Ever Oasis is coming out? Isn't that supposed to come out soon? Like for the 3DS? Oh yeah. What the fuck happened to that game? Yeah, they haven't that said anything a, about it. We haven't heard about that since E3, have we? No, I thought that was a quarter one, 2017 number. I thought it was going to be out. Oh soon. shit! Are they going to port that to the Switch too? I don't know. I'm wondering. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been straight silence on that. I figured the next. Maybe the next uh, direct will tell us something about it. I mean, I thought it was supposed to. I figured it would come out before the Switch did because I thought it was supposed to come out like around now. But I haven't seen a release date t- for it. I'm telling you, the only, if if they would have made it to where you could attach the controllers to the top and the bottom of the screen, you know, so you could do landscape or portrait mode. Yeah. If it was in portrait mode, you could totally port. Oh DS yeah. Games. Too. Oh, I see. Yeah, where you put the two screens together, that'd be a cool way to do it, actually. Yeah, if you could attach. Uh, obviously, we saw it. It didn't have that. But what if there was another like way of propping it up <laughs> in a portrait mode and then using the detached controllers? 
I don't to know. Do 3DS games. Maybe you there's something. To touch the screen, maybe there's something you can put on the side that'll go like that'll extend to the middle, so you can hold Some it in a in a vertical. Right. Yeah, in the vertical mode. I don't know. But uh, do you guys want to take a quick break and then get into uh, get into Majora, get into our terrible fate? Sounds good to me. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll be back. So, uh, in anticipation of the new Zelda game, which is coming out next week, which we'll be doing our episode about when that comes out, we thought that we would do a Zelda episode. We've only really done, uh, I think the only one we did was a Twilight Princess one, right? Or was there another one that yeah. I'm forgetting? That's the only one we did because that was around the time of uh, the release of the HD remake on Wii. Yeah, yeah we did it for the HD release. But we haven't really done any of the other Zelda games. I mean, we talked a little bit about Majora's Mask during our Halloween episode just because... That game has some scary parts to it, but we thought we should do a Majora's Mask episode in anticipation for Breath of the Wild. The like game's I said. pretty much scary all the way through, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Majora's Mask is my personal favorite of all of them, so it's good to talk about it. Um, uh, how, what, do, what do you feel about it, Max? I was told that you were a big fan of the game. Yeah, I would say probably aside from Link to the Past, it is my favorite one. Oh, sure. Did uh, How many times have you played through it? There was a period uh, where I would make sure to play it at least once a year. Oh, nice. Um, you know, full completion masks and everything. Oh, cool. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I got to that mocha that many times, but I feel like I've, I think I've played through it like maybe five or six times. Cause I would play, I would play through it on like every new iteration that I got of it. But yeah. I think, and I think I played, I know I played through it like two times on the 64 one. So, so it was fairly, you know, I, I went through it, through it, went through it quite a few times. Have you, uh, you've gone all the way through it, right, Jeremy? Yeah, I've only beaten it 100% the one time. Uh, it was on, it was on the source hardware, but it was a long time ago. I mean, it's been eight to 10 years probably since I played all the way through it. But I, but I, but like Max, I've also owned it on every iteration at some point in time. I just have only played through it completely one time. Sure. Yeah, it's just, so I, I have it like... on 3DS, I have it on Wii U, I had it on the Wii, mm-hmm. I had it. I've had it every other like yeah. retro console style too. Yeah. Even though I didn't, uh, I didn't play through it on the Virtual Console because I remember I got it. I got it for the Wii after I had the Wii U, so I didn't really play it as much because of Wii mode and all that. So, so I played. I think I played through the second dungeon. As far Did as you I play got. through it on the GameCube? Yeah, I played through it on the GameCube disc because supposedly that one suffered from frame rate issues. Oh, I mean, I I think the original game kind of suffered from frame rate issues at times. So I didn't really notice it yeah. a whole lot. Even with all that extra RAM? <laughs> yeah, with the with the upgrade. That big old RAM pack. Yeah, with that red fast. RAM pack. That's um, three whole extra megabytes right there. Do you have oh, any man. do you have any stories about your first experience with uh, Majora's Mask, Max? Like did you get it when it came out? Uh I do remember that I got it fairly quickly within it coming out. Um I don't know that I have any really good fascinating stories about it. No? Did you uh no. did you use guides to get through it or did you figure any of this? I know like there's a lot of stuff in it that's kind of hard to get if you don't have any have don't have guidance, especially when yeah. it comes to like finding all of the masks 
and stuff like that. Uh, I do remember uh, printing out a lot of TXT files from GameFAQs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. GameFAQs, man. That's what I use, too. <laughs> I actually used the, I used the IGN guide, which was annoying because in order to, like, use the guide, you had to, like, go and find all of the, the bomber kids. You had to, like, find them and find their numbers and, like, type it in to unlock, like, all the secrets to the game. Like, it within the within the guide. So if you, like, closed your browser and went back, you had to do it again. So that was kind of hmm. annoying. <laughs> but it was, that is interesting. I guess, I guess some, they... Uh, some really meta shit that IGN was doing back in the early 2000s. Well, they had yeah. a lot of time. The, the 64 the 64 group did. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, they had they had some a little mini game within the guide that you had to do to find certain things. But I used that for the most part, to find stuff. But I remember my uh, my roommate at the time at Lincoln, when it came out, like, he uh, like he had found he had found a lot of stuff on his own. Like, you know, he found, like, the like the bird mask and, like, the pig mask and a bunch of other shit, like, just from just from exploring around. Which roommate are you talking about? I, I don't think I don't think you met him or maybe no, because I was with I was with Mark before you moved in. Right. And and Majora's yeah. mask wasn't out yet. Right. Did or did it yeah, come Majora's out before you were there? Majora's mask came out while I was. Yeah, well, I, after I had moved. Oh, okay. Was it was it all when you were already there? Maybe maybe it's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, it came yeah. out in two thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you got there in ninety nine, right? No, nope, two thousand. Oh, okay. Maybe it was a yeah. Maybe it was a different. Maybe I was talking thinking about Ocarina of Time. But yeah. Anyway, whoever whoever was playing it that I that I saw playing it found a bunch, found a bunch of stuff. But I remember I remember playing that game at Toys R Us with you. Like I remember playing the demo version, like when it came out of Majora's Mask briefly. Yeah, it was. The swan song of the sixty four, right? Or no, it wasn't because well, there was I, conquer after that. Yeah, and uh, didn't um was uh, didn't Paper Mario come out after Majora's Mask? Also, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, and Ban- Banjo Tooie as well. So there there were a few other games. Yeah, yeah, I never played Banjo Tooie, but but yeah, I know that I know that Paper Mario sixty four came out after Majora's Mask. But Majora's Mask was uh yeah it was big on the um the uh, expansion pack <laughs> like you were talking about. You couldn't play it without that, so that was a pretty big deal. I, I do remember seeing uh first thing I saw about it uh was in Game Informer or one of those magazines and they just had a screenshot and they were calling it Zelda Gaiden. Yeah, Gaiden, IG, however you yeah, IGN it. called it and, called uh, it that. It was too. super colorful compared to uh Ocarina of Time, which we know now that that was because of the RAM pack, I think, that they could oh, have more colors. Yeah, they can make it look, that, look that less was muddy. Like a huge I guess. upgrade, I think, in my opinion. Oh sure. Between the two. Yeah. Is you can make it less muddy and more bright. Have you played? Yeah. Have, have either of you played your sixty four, the sixty four version, like lately, or no, do you still have it? I haven't either. I played it. Uh, I did a. I, I, I did like a let's play a while back of the sixty four version on an HGTV. Like I played it, and Jess and I recorded recorded ourselves talking about it, and it looked okay. You know, I mean, oh, I, you didn't play it through your retro station. I didn't have my retro station at that time. Oh, okay. so I played it. So I played it through the HGTV. But when I do my second part of it. I'll do it with the CRT TV. Just record it on a VCR and then upload that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I used to do when I was in high school was record off VCRs and use it for the broadcasting class. I actually use my VCR as my uh, switch thing. It switches between my AVE devices. so Use it as your switch. Right. <laughs> and uh, But no, I but when I play Super Nintendo or 64 or GameCube, it's going through my VCR. So. Oh. I still can record on VHS if I want to. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we tried to record some uh, some of the Kirby, the Kirby game. Oh, that's Kirby, right. Kirby, Kirby's it didn't Air Ride work out so good. Yeah, <laughs> well, the tape was a little was, had a, was a little weathered. I remember that now. So, I mean, what uh, what is your favorite part about Majora's Mask? Mask at uh, Max, 
man. <laughs> I've been saying mask. You really, uh, you are, your name is almost mask. I never thought about it. Well, yeah, Max Mask. Mask Max. It's going to be difficult <laughs> talking about this with that name. So what, I mean, what, so you, you say it's your favorite. Like what, like what is it that appeals it, that appeals to you the most about this game? Uh, just how different a turn it took from, you know, anything else that I had really played in that series. It was, I mean, it's, you hear this from, you know, every review of it, that it's so much darker, that there's a lot of more... Kind of fatalistic, is that yeah. what you're for? I think uh, there's a really interesting aspect that you can read about on the internet, that it talks about how each of the different areas of the game are the stages of grief. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, oh, I've, wow. I've seen that. I've seen, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about, uh, at the opening of the show, Jeremy mentioned... Uh, fan theory about like being the bad guy but i've also seen a lot of stuff about like link being dead and like it dealing with like yeah the yeah the stages of like of finding out you're gonna die or whatever in different parts having to do with whatever i've seen videos about that yeah. as well but the um I, I know like the spirits like i know the masks are supposed to have like spirits in them i, I read a thing that uh, awanuma saying that and that the um the, well, the, it says it in the game itself. Yeah. And the mask of the the deity, the deity link or the Ani link contains like the souls of the town. Is what he said. So that like represents like the people that would that die from the from the mountain from the moon and all that, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, yeah I, I thought well, I was, was reading. I was reading this about there how there was a manga released around the same time that's been included in the Historia. Oh sure. So like it's considered canon or whatever. I was watching YouTube videos about this. I was going into like a rabbit hole with it. But, yeah, um, I bet. It said that uh, it, in the manga, like the intro and how you find out what, about Majora is that Majora was like this demon. You know, like you think about like a lot of Japanese lore, like, the, these demons are very scary looking creatures. So like it was kind of like a dragon bull sort of hybrid looking thing that was really shaggy. And uh, it had like this armor on that was resistant to anything. Uh, and so everybody wanted to kill it to get like it, its armor to make their armor out of, so they would be you know protected or whatever. So eventually, this guy does defeat Majora. The, the way he does it is he plays an ocarina or a flute or something like that, and he, he plays some magical tune that causes Majora to dance, and he makes Majora dance for three straight days until it dies of exhaustion. And then instead of making armor out of him, he makes the mask. Oh, okay. Out of Majora's armor. Because according to the, the the comic, which I haven't actually read, this is based on the videos that I watched. But well, sure, uh, it's probably hard to get a hold of that, too. Right, that he uh, thought that by making a mask for some reason that was going to keep Majora from ever finding revenge or whatever, because it wasn't armor. Yeah, so he's concealed so that's why, the like mask. I said at the top of the show, like, are you the bad guy? Because there's fan theories that the Oni Link mask is actually that guy from the beginning that killed Majora originally. Oh, okay. And that his soul was in that mask and since he never got to kill majora completely the first time around like he wanted to come back and finish the, the job hmm. interesting no i haven't so seen you're that. kind of a you're aiding him and killing off majora yeah. when majora was okay before like you know got he got mixed up with the school kid that's the fan theory or also kind of based on the manga i think yeah well i thought the skull kid was okay before he got the mask is what he they was. make it look he just, like but he was kind of like a you know, kind of a mischievous kind of fellow. He wasn't like a, a malicious, but he was mischievous. Well, he did steal the yeah. mask. I mean, he did steal the mask from the mask yeah. salesman. So, but he didn't have evil intent. He was just like being a you know a mild jerk yeah. for humor's sake. Have you seen the? He was just being a goofy forest guy. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen the um, the animated movie that they did? Like the short 
the animated short of uh, the pre of uh, Majora's Mask came out like a the couple CGI, months ago. Like yeah, the, the CGI, CGI one. one. Yeah, it's like a twenty minute thing. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it's it because cool. it's really really good. But yeah, I think made, it was just made by a fan. Yeah, no, it's a fan made yeah. thing. It's just basically like a prequel showing like you know the 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 salesman before he gets attacked by the Skull Kid and all that. And it looks really cool. It's just like the premise before the actual game starts. I was reading a. I was reading through Iwata Asks just to look at some of the uh, development stuff for for Majora's Mask, and I found an interesting thing in there about uh, Aonuma saying that he had a nightmare about the Deku, where the part where the Deku oh, yeah. chased Link in the beginning of the game, and he said that they yeah. he had a nightmare about it, and the guy who designed that movie, he made it, he made the movie, and like Aonuma saw it, and he's like, oh, that's my dream, that's the same thing, that's like what I just dreamt about, it's crazy. So I think he's talking about specifically about when there's that like really weird scene when you first get turned into the, it's either when you first get turned into it, or when you take off the mask, I can't remember, but no, it's when, when you're just like surrounded by like, it's when you get turned into it. Them. Yeah, when you get it's like right as you're getting changed into, yeah. yeah, yeah, you get ambushed by him and he runs. When when you take it off, he waves goodbye to him and they walk away. But yeah, the oh, part right. the part where he gets chased by them is pretty is pretty epic. Like I like the yeah I like the cutscenes there a lot in that game. And there's a lot of really really strange stuff aside from that. I mean that dream in itself is weird. But one of my yeah. one of, one of my favorite strange parts, which we should definitely talk about that, are different ones, is the part when the cows get abducted by UFOs. At the ranch. That's like one of my oh, yeah. favorite weird parts in the game. What about you guys? Yeah, that was really stressful. That took me a few tries to beat, I remember. The cow one? Yeah, it's just, it's, it, maybe it, it's not now, but it seemed really intense at the time when I was playing it. Oh, sure. I mean, the most. I always remembered it as being really intense, and then when I went back and played it again on 3DS several months ago, it was not nearly as bad. Well, I don't know if that's the difference between Virtual Console or Original System and the 3DS remake. Well, yeah, you right, played because, a. The were three... you using the 3DS, uh, the motion controls to do your aiming? Oh, with your no, bow and arrow? no, no, no. Oh, well, then I, would, I don't see it making it easier. Well, the, the yeah. 3DS remake, they did actually go. And they, in a lot of ways, they went out of their way to make the game easier and more approachable, is what they were trying to yeah. do with that. So I wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it at all if that part is easier on the 3DS than it was yeah. originally. Because in the same I Want to Ask, they were talking about that. Like when they played through, like the guys who were remaking it, they played through the original game again, and they were trying to find which were the parts where like where they thought that you would never figure it out on your own. You know, like the stuff that was like way too out there. And they tried to figure yeah. out what didn't work and what didn't work. And they wanted to make it more approachable because for some people, for some people, they had a hard time getting into the game. Like my current roommate, he never made it through Majora's Mask because he said it was really confusing. So they wanted to make it more approachable for for people like that, and there are other people who you know who want to play who want to play it that haven't been able to. So that's kind of what they're going for for that. So I, I believe that it's, that it might be easier. The, uh, the well, one... I definitely when I beat it originally, I definitely used uh, GameFacts.com. I don't think I printed it out. I think I just had like a laptop at the time. But well, you can, you have it to. Took, you know, they don't really. It took a, a guide. Yeah, especially like the longest, especially the longest side quest, the one where you get the couple's mask. That was probably yeah. the most annoying thing to me. That was the one that I messed up. Like the part at the end with the conveyor belt, I probably fucked that up like three or four times. It's, right, it's and really it's truly annoying. a useless thing because it's, it's just to get all the masks. You don't, like it doesn't benefit you to have a couple's mask. Well, really. you, get a, you get a heart piece from it. The oh, you mask. do? Yeah. Because you, uh, you oh, okay. you're able to calm down the mayor, and he's having a he's when he's having an argument in his uh, when he's having an argument in his uh, office. You wear the couple's mask, and it calms everybody down, and you get a heart piece, and they go their separate ways because they're trying oh, to figure okay. out what to do about like the car the carnival and the moon and all that. 
So you settle that like big argument that's going on for how many days. So it does, it does do something, but that's all it does. <laughs> it's just that it doesn't really do anything. When right. Wear it. So a lot of the masks do just have like a one, like a one off sort of thing to them once you get them. Yeah. I like the marching chicken mask and things like that. Yeah. I like that part though. What's, uh, yeah. what's like so, uh, what we were talking about before, what's so fatalistic about Majora's Mask is basically most of that game, I think like 90% of the game is mostly you helping people deal with death in, in the, in the town, yeah. you know? You're basically like that guy, you know? He's like, well, I wish I could see my chicks become adult chickens before I die, and that's what you do, and then he's happy about dying now. Or he's, or he's okay with dying. Yeah. You know, you basically ease it. Like, same sort of thing with the couple's mask. Like, you help them get married because they want to be married before they die, you know? And same, and same thing with having the couple's mask and like, you know, it, it helping end the argument there. Now everybody can go home and just wait to die, you know, but not have to fight while it's happening and all that. It's crazy, like how dark it is. I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily going for that, but I mean, when a moon's falling into, falling into your town, then I guess that's, that's how it is. Well, something I cool. thought was interesting in that Awada Ass article, um, was that they, so they were talking about going back through, uh, the other games to, get a feel for them before they started making the 3ds remake and they said like when they played through ocarina of time again like on on replaying it it felt like hospitable like it was like what they call it hospitality on the attack so it's like most of the time you're playing the game you're comfortable you're safe but you know occasionally like those safe places are not safe or you have to like actually go out of your way to go somewhere to, to to like be in danger all the time but in majora's mask like from the, the the second you start that game, you're like on, you're you're attacked. It's never like hospitable. Well, when you're in the town, you're, it's pretty safe. Right, but even there, like you're the DQ and you're getting attacked by the dog. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things from that. Actually, is like how the dog would react to you differently depending on what mask you're wearing. Like that's I remember I remember noticing that in my first playthrough. Like when you're the DQ, the dog will attack you, and when you're the Goron, the dog will run away from you. But if you're the Zora, the dog will like follow you. Like the dog loves you, yeah. Like you're supposed to be like the ultimate beauty or whatever, and the, the Zor and the Zor mask. So but yeah, that, so that think really about cool. it. you're, a, but you are on attack even when you're in the town because you have to solve that puzzle before you can even like get to the next part. So yeah. it's instantly coming at you with like complete this to with challenges, like complete, yeah, to like progress in the game. Sure. Well, and even so far as the moment that you walk through that door, you've got a timer. Yep. Well, you have a That's timer from the all the time, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, when yeah. the moment you walk through the one, yeah, the moment, moment you come through the door with the with the mask, yeah, where you talk to the mask salesman and all that, yeah. And I guess a lot of that stuff, uh, from what I read, uh, Aonuma, he was a lot of that came from because he thought that the mask salesman and the masks weren't weren't developed enough or they weren't utilized enough in uh, Ocarina of Time, so they wanted to like yeah. make it bigger for that one, which I think is cool. And that same thing in a lot of the dungeons. Like I felt they used the um, ice arrows a lot better in the water in like the water dungeon, because the ice yeah, arrows you don't really do anything with them to... in Ocarina of Time. You just get them at that right. at that one uh, in that one puzzle, and then you but then you don't use them for anything. So like stuff like that was better utilized, and you can tell because uh, in the, apparently in the development, Aonuma like started making he started making dungeons while he was making a master quest like in secret, and then later showed him to Miyamoto and was like, hey, I want to make a game out of this. And he's like, make it in a year. Well, yeah, and then did, didn't he also say that he uh, was talking to someone else and they were working on a game that had the three-day cycle in it already? No, he was so working. He's like, hey, will you help me out? And the guy was like, well, yeah, but only if you will include this three-day cycle. Yeah, no, he was talking to um, game. Yoshi, Yoshiki uh, Koizumi. And, he yeah, he was working on a game 
that that had the that had the basically where you would you were in a smaller world and you would go through events over and over again it was like what he was what he was trying to do with that and yeah they Which shot I don't think we've mentioned yet but this game was definitely it seems like the influence of that of Groundhog Day the movie is, is in this <laughs> game wasn't ground was Groundhog Day I thought that was pre uh, Majora's Mask it the, was but yeah. I'm saying like it it was oh yeah sure that Majora's Mask was influenced by that. Well, they originally wanted to make it a week. Can you imagine doing that? Like, that was the original plan was they were going to make it where you went through a whole week over and over again. And they said yeah. it just became way too complicated. So they broke it down to three days. Just, like, do it in three, you know, three parts. Because they're like, there's no way you would remember where, like, every town's member was, like, on which day, you know. It was just too, it was just too long. A week was way too long. So they just broke it down to three days. Which I yeah, guess I some people. I wonder if maybe they just, like, slow, slowed the clock down. Maybe the clock moved faster when it was the whole week. Oh, yeah, maybe. But that was another thing that, like, I think intimidates a lot of people about the game is that it has, like, you know, like you were saying before, there's no, like, real rest to it because it's, like, it's like ticking, you know. You only have a certain amount of time, so you can't really relax, like, in the in the dungeons or while you're exploring or whatever. Yeah. So I think a lot of people didn't like that either. And also the and you whole always have that repetition. That you're something, like, like, that you're, you're messing something up, like, you know, there's an event happening in town, which you do. Of course, you can't do everything all in one three-day period. You have to keep resetting it. But yeah. there's still that sense of urgency, like, oh, something's happening over here that I could be doing, but I have to do this instead. Sure. Yeah, I always try and figure out, you know, I want to be able to fit in as many different things in, in that three-day period as I can. Oh, sure. Did you ever do uh, – I'm sure you did to where, like, you would go through and do certain things before you complete the game. Like, I remember I would go and, like, beat all the bosses so, like, all the different temples would change. And then go beat like uh, Majora at the end, like stuff like that. Yeah. Or like finish certain people's missions or certain people's quests before I'd go and beat the game. You know, I would do I would do stuff like yeah. that, like to be like a, you know, so in my own mind, I would think it'd be a different ending or something like that, even though it actually actually isn't. It's the true ending. I did less of that with this game than I did with uh, Final Fantasy VII. Was the one that I really poured a lot of those goofy games play styles into oh where you restrict yourself in some way yeah yeah, yeah for, uh, for me it was like symphony of the night castlevania symphony of the night a little bit oh where you want to yeah. do things in certain ways yeah like only use this weapon or something like that oh okay i'm actually uh i'm, I'm currently playing uh dragon quest 7 for 3ds and i'm trying to get all my all of my characters into uh the hero class which is like one of the most powerful classes on there so i can beat the game with four with four heroes so I'm kind of doing a similar thing, I guess. Yeah, like Final Fantasy VI, you could uh, teach everyone uh, Ultima, like that was a thing. Oh yeah, no, that's the same yeah. sort of thing because there's like a there's like an attack that's like that's like 500 damage, like in, in Dragon Quest, and if I have everybody doing that, I yeah. can beat the last boss in like a couple seconds. <laughs> that's what I that's what I was trying to do, or, or beat like the forms in a, in a couple seconds. But yeah, no, yeah, I would do that for Majora's Mask because I played it through it so many times. And did you ever, after you got the Ani Link Mask, did you ever go back and fight all the old bosses? Like I would do that too. It made that yeah. wa it made that water boss like a lot easier. Like the one that was like kind of difficult. The one that they changed. I know they changed it for Majora's Mask to make it easier. The one it was like a, you know, it was like the little uh, kind of looked like a T one thousand type thing that like came out of the water, and it had like the little little brain in it that you had to like pull out and hit. Do you remember that? Yeah, you were a Sora swimming around. Yeah, it was like the it. third. I think it was the yeah, it was the water one. So it was the third. Uh, it, was, it was the third temple. It's the it's like the least the liked you're temple of is out of all the water them. temple of Ocarina of Time. Oh, okay. Is it the one that's in the the one that you pull yeah. out with the hook shot? What's the one? What's yeah, the one from Majora Eeyore then? Is the one in Majora's Mask the fish? 
Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that one's annoying too. Yeah, because yeah. you have to like shock him while you're right, while you're in the water, right? Yeah, yeah, with the Zora. Yeah, apparently people had a hard time with that one. But I remember I would I played the game and just uh, I did the Ani Link one, so I could just hit him with the sword and not even go anywhere near him. You know, like off the like off the island. Yeah, but you, but you could go back and do that. Did you ever do that, where you put the put the mask on and go do the bosses again? Yeah, I think I remember doing it. You know that I just to say that I did would go through and did I did each one one time. Oh, I just I did it because it was easier to beat him that way. So if I wanted to go back and do that same thing, like I was saying, go go defeat all the bosses and then beat the final boss, I could I could yeah. go I could go do that and go through them a lot quicker. You know. It was pretty gratifying to fight them because you knew you had worked your ass off to get that Oni Link yeah. mask. Oh, yeah. Have you tried to, apparently... So it was like running through an old area in Castlevania, like I was just saying, where you yeah. like kill everything in one hit, like these big bo- bad guys that used to cause you all this trouble. You can oh, just yeah, like sure. mow through them. Yeah, it's like getting, it's like getting the bazooka in uh, Resident Evil 4. <laughs> you can just, you can just yeah. shoot, you just shoot the troll with it and then it's, it's done. <laughs> did you uh i was gonna say did you apparently there's a glitch on the 3ds one where you can use the ani link mask to fish did you get that to work or have you tried that either of you guys no i've not tried that yet yeah you can use it apparently you can use it in the fishing area so you can walk it so you can walk around and go fishing in in the full adult yeah. adult link which i remember that being a big deal because a lot of people you know like after a kind of time everybody liked the adult link and they're kind of upset that he went back to his uh you know, to the kid link for Majora's Mask. But then I thought that was a really cool payoff. At the end, you got this mask that made you into adult link, like for the very end, yeah. you know, if you got all the other masks. So I thought that was a cool, that was a cool thing. And then you finally got the, um, you know, the stuff shooting out of your sword, which was neglected in Ocarina. And it was a big thing for a link to the past. So I felt like yeah. that was another big payoff, you know, something that we all, all kind of hope for anybody who played the old Zelda games, which was, you couldn't do that for Ocarina or Majora, you know, well, you can do it, of course, because it'd be hard to do in 3D. But it was nice to see them add that at the end. Yeah, and uh, that was a uh, uh, the the young Link was like probably one of my favorite characters to play as in Hyrule Warriors as well because of that because you could be uh you could you could become adult you could become the Ani Link and run around and shoot people and all that which is pretty cool. But I didn't uh, I, yeah, I didn't get to didn't hear you guys' answer on the question because I got to sidetracked. But about like what you thought was the weirdest part of uh, Majora's Mask? Just so many of the one-off characters. Um, the guy dancing on the mushroom that you get the mask from. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the toilet paper guy in the hotel. Oh, I love the toilet paper guy. Um, like he's like my favorite random dude. That's just the hand through through the hole. Yeah. This is just a great moment. Um, the the beavers. Oh yeah, the beavers that are inexplicably like angry beavers wearing goggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the toilet paper guy in one of the Game Boy games? He was in Not, one of the oracles. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. wasn't like I don't think he was asking for toilet paper specifically, but he was like, but the hand, the hand yeah, coming out of a seat. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, that. That's but that probably... came after. You think that that did come after Majora's Mask? That was after Majora. Okay. Oh yeah. So this is the origin of uh, Handman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that that toilet paper thing really cracked me up because I found that by accident. Like I didn't I didn't find that in a guide or anything. I just kind of randomly. I had like one. I had the piece of paper, and this hand like came up and asked for it, and I gave it to him. And I thought it was the funniest yeah. thing ever. But I, what I remember was the my first paper. I'm trying to remember. Wasn't something you can use any piece of paper. You can use any oh, piece okay. of paper. But I used you can the, use um, any like the deeds from the scrubs or anything. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I gave him. I think was the deed. So I was like, oh, that, I thought this was important, but the hands were wiping. Yeah, the, yeah. The first time, yeah, the first time I found him, it was the deed. That first deed 
that you get that you get from the Deku salesman. But yeah, it cracked me up. I was like, wow, that's I guess there's a toilet under there. <laughs> it's hilarious. Lots of, lots of, lots of toilet humor. That's before you could poop with Link, which you can do in uh, I think it's a uh, Skyward Sword. You can poop, right? You can go you can go to the bathroom and you hear the you hear the plunk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when you can actually go to the bathroom. I know there's well, a flush in it too. Uh, on the newest one, Breath of the Wild, you can use the HD Rumble to tell how many turds he drops. <laughs> you just have to shake it, shake it around. You feel how many are in the toilet. Ew, <laughs> gross. What was uh, what, More what, toilet what, humor? <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a toilet toilet cast here. Um, what was your what was your weirdest part, or what you thought was the weirdest part in this, Jeremy, in the Majora's Mask? Well, I was just going to be a little bit more. Uh, overarching with it like just all that motion the weird motion blur that would happen like uh oh yeah there was just a lot of stuff that was meant to be disorienting and like like to jolt you like this weird like when you're talking to the mask guy like it's like it skips 30 frames and all of a sudden his face in a different way or his head's at a different angle oh yeah that part's really creepy there wasn't continuity but that was that was used in such a way to kind of fuck with your head yeah like Uh, the whole yeah stuff like that that would just really was like almost reminded me a little bit of well, obviously it came later, but the same kind of thing that was happening in like uh, Perfect Dark, not Perfect Dark, sorry, uh, Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness, yeah. Oh, sure. Right, right. Like the the psychological nature of like it just using the the graphics of the game to fuck with your head. Oh yeah. Well, t- I mean, Termina is kind of like a. Is I think it's supposed to be sort of like a sort of like a trippy place and all that, and it's probably what they were going for, which was part of why I always kind of thought that maybe Link was dead. I'm sure you've seen or yeah. heard rumors about that, or, or well, not rumors, like theories, fan theories that Link that Link has died, and I always figured he, you know, since he fell in the hole, maybe that was what he died when he fell in the hole, and this is. Well, I will say I him, thought that the you know, the, uh, the statue that Link makes of himself. I was just gonna say, yeah, it's yeah. fucking creepy. Yeah, it is and, and it also kind of supports the theory that he's dead because that means he's like his soul's being manifested the through only, the mask yeah. or whatever. The only the only like that argument means. against that is though is that the the, the like ma- the the um statue that he makes has eyes has like has like eyeballs where all the other ones have oh, wide right. eyes. You know, like it has pupils. So it looks and, and it looks weird, but I guess it looks a little bit more alive is what I thought. You know, because like the Goron one has has no has no eyeballs has like wide eyes. And I, and I believe the the Zordas too. So the other ones look look more dead, I guess. And you find and you find like the dead like you find the dead Deku like in the very beginning. Like the yeah. the you find the tree there. And then of course you there's find the uh, dead Zora. You found the dead Zora. And then you have to like you have to help the spirit like pass on of the of the Goron and you get to talk to his ghost. I don't think I remember seeing a body. Well you talk to no, he's you talk to his ghost. In the yeah, that's stuff. right. Yeah. But you talk to his ghost. But but yeah, um, that's that's my only my only uh, argument against the uh, statue of Link because I thought it was weird because he had eyes or he has pupils, but his but his statue does look really weird. I remember reading that the face model for the Link statue uh, is based off of Miyamoto. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I thought that's that crazy. the uh, I always thought and I'm that, trying to. I always thought the sales the mass salesman was like based off Miyamoto. So it's like it's so it's like young Miyamoto like going through the forest or whatever. Like he says, the story of Zelda came from. Him as a child, like wandering around in the country around his house. Yeah, and he had like a yeah. big house that had uh, that had secret doors and stuff like that, right? Like trap doors, like that he would explore. I think that was part of it. Yeah, and he also just was like kind of in a rural area where you could like go outside and play and 
explore the woods and shit. Sure. I, but, yeah, but I've, I've also heard, yeah, theories that the mass salesman was modeled after him, kind of. I either guess. way, that's fucking creepy. That's like people <laughs> saying that the Mona Lisa is Da Vinci, Da Vinci's face, going back to kind of what you were saying earlier. Oh, like, yeah. Like that uh, Da Vinci, like, did a self-portrait and disguised it as the Mona Lisa. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's, I, that's a theory about the Mona Lisa, by the way. So that's like the artist himself. I haven't heard that. Even if someone else did it, still like that. Like that imprint, that signature, in such a disjointing way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that young link was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What I uh, what I what I would say as a defense that the that the salesman is maybe Miyamoto, it's just because he's kind of like a hard ass when it comes to uh, development on games. So I figured that's yeah. probably why they made him because he's sort of the guy that sort of like fucks with you in the game, and maybe since Aonuma yeah. was working under so much pressure to get the game finished in in a year. I would guess that he kind of modeled him after Miyamoto, being like he is the guy that's pulling your strings, and you know he also does have a Mario everything. mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. There's some nice uh, little, uh, nice little Easter eggs there. He has a Bowser mask and a Mario mask, and isn't there a fox on there also, like a Star Fox? Uh, his back? Falco, I think, isn't there? Yeah, Falco. That's right. Because I remember there's the Bowser mask. There's like a turtle-looking mask that's supposed to be Bowser, and and Mario's face. Also, well, what, even more like hard ass that he's got the heads of his or the faces of the things he created. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I made this. I get to kill it when I want. Keep its face. Yeah. Well, I just like. Uh, I um, mean, I was. Uh, I, I like the way they've rearranged all the characters and made them different things. Like they basically made those. What was a boss in one game be character? You know, like the. I I, I don't remember the the witches. Uh, Kome and what's the other one's yeah. name? Like how Kata-ke. they. Kaioke. Kaioke. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, like those two. Like they were they were a boss in one game, and in the other one, you have to they you have like to help them out. One of the last bosses too. They were at the uh, Temple of Light, I think. I, yeah, the desert. I, I thought that they were in the they are they're in the De- Gerudo one. Yeah, whatever that one was. Yeah, I think that was like second to last because I think that wasn't it. The, the the one with the hand was the last one, wasn't it? I don't know. Technically, I think that one was supposed to be the last one, but I never played that one as the last one. The one that's under the the one that's in the well the in the. I always I think I played that one last. But yeah, I liked how they use their use their the characters to do different things or be be different guys. And how there's like an army of uh they made like the brother Luigi character. There's like a couple of them now. <laughs> there's like three of yeah. them. The Gorman brothers. Yeah. yeah that I was, was going to say something else that I've always really liked about the game is just how atonal and chaotic all of the music is. Um I love the and even um, just like the subtle change of from day to day, just how frantic everything gets in town. Oh sure, I was gonna say I really like the um, when you learn this when you learn the songs and the and the giants sing to you. I always like that part where it's like. Bah, 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 bah. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's not a very good impression of it, but if I would have. Yeah, the giants are creepy in their own right. They look like big, like stretched out clay statues or something. Oh or yeah, like something from a Monty Python skit. Well, they're like a, they're like all legs too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they hike their pants up way too high. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite. When they're walking and, and you have like a weird angle behind them, you can see their nose. It almost kind of looks like they're you know junk hanging down. <laughs> One of my favorite things from uh from uh Super Smash Brothers Melee was the uh, Majora's Mask level. Because if you played it long enough, like the moon would fall down, and then the and then the giants would come up and push it back into the sky. I don't know if I don't know if you noticed that on there, but that was really cool. That's their job. Yeah, but I, I like their how, job is to stop hanging out with the skull kid, skull kid, and then later on push the moon up. Yeah. I also what is the name 
of uh, the desert area is escaping me, and I'm just on Majora's Mask. Yes. Oh, um, the actual name of it. it um, right before the dungeon where you're climbing up the steps and everything, and using the elegy of emptiness and all of that. Yeah. Um, that zone. Once you flipped it upside down, uh, the music in that area has always been one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a, a lot of people. All, like just slightly uh, reversed and kind of dreamy. Oh sure, yeah. A lot of people refer to that uh, Stone Tower. Yeah, Stone Tower. Like, or Iconic uh, Canyon. Like the area. Oh, Iconic Canyon the, is where the canyon and yeah. like the entrance to the dungeon. Okay. There's like that column that you have to climb up all the blocks and all that. The one where you have to use all your statues to like rearrange yeah. everything. Yeah, that's the tower. Yeah, and then you get to then you get to the top, and then there's yeah there's the dungeon that where you have to flip a lot of things, which a lot of people consider that their favorite dungeon of the game. Yeah, which I think it's I think it's really cool. I do too. Man, those those like the elegy of emptiness or whatever it's called, where you're making all your avatars everywhere. That's just so creepy. Yeah, <laughs> on the uh, on the um, on the 3ds version, I like did a uh, I made like all three of my of my uh, statues behind me, like all the different ones, and then I pulled out the guitar with the uh, Zora, and I said like uh, Zora Link and the elegy of emptiness or something like that. I made up some sort of band name and like <laughs> posted it to uh, Meverse. <laughs> Dude, cool. like that's totally sounds like the, <laughs> the name of an AFI song, Elegy of Elegy of Emptiness. Like, yeah, that would have been on one of their albums back around 2000. It was something. Yeah, I said something like Zora Link and the Empty Souls or something like that. I made up like a band name for him, and uh, <laughs> I took a picture of it and put it on Meverse. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah, those things were fun. Yeah, I did. I did like the fact that if you if you really wanted to, if you put your mind to it, you can just play all those different instruments and try to make a song with them because you can switch. You know, you don't just have the ocarina. You got yeah. some drums, and you got a. I think people have done thing, that too, right? Like guitar, because you can because you can do different like notes like with the analog stick, and I think there's stuff right. on you can, like, on YouTube of people stuff. playing like Metallica and stuff like that, like with the different <laughs> like with the different instruments. I do remember going back to Game Facts. Um, you could find lists of songs that you could play. Oh yeah, they had like the actual yeah, uh, yeah nice. And so that's yeah, I would just spend hours sitting there trying to actually play these songs and showing them to people who are just wholly uninterested. <laughs> aside, aside, no, just watch. This part's cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they probably wouldn't find it as exciting if they hadn't played the game. Yeah. Asi- aside from the transformation masks, like, what are your favorite masks in the game? I think the stone mask was super handy to have. Oh, that's the one where you they can't find you. Yeah, yeah, because you use that. You use that for when you go to the the fort of the um the the desert ladies, which I should remember. The pirates. Yeah, which they're the um, what are they called in Ocarina of Time? I feel so dumb for not remembering. Right uh, Gerudos. Yeah, the, yeah, the Gerudos. Um, yeah, that part's cool, and that helps the stone mask for that. I was gonna say my, I mean, my favorite. I- Aside from the bunny hat, like the bunny hat was always my favorite because you run a lot faster. But yeah. But aside from that, I like the I like the dancing one just because it's silly and <laughs> you can just kind of yeah. dance whenever with it. What were you gonna say, Jeremy? I was gonna say the bunny too, but I also like the one that lets you talk to dead things. That's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh sure. Which one? I, I can't like, remember what one that uh, was. Was that the mummy mask? Oh yeah. Uh, that or the captain's hat was the one that would let you talk to dead people. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about the mummy. That's like one of my favorite parts too. Is with the mummy, with the kid with the mummy dad. The when house. you can like talk to the the zombie things, whatever they're called. Gibdos. Oh yeah, yeah, Gibdos. Uh, yeah, that house is super creepy because it's like very clear that this small child has just been living with this half mummy person. Yeah, 
And he's really weird looking. <laughs> when you get in there, he's all like, he's crazy. He looks like some sort of claymation thing, like out of a Tim Burton movie. It's like Large Marge, yeah. sort of, like <laughs> the face, you know. I remember, then, uh, I remember being creeped out by that. Once you heal him, I remember that moment sticking out to me in the game because, like, it very clearly says to, like, almost you as the player, you should probably leave these two people alone. They need some time to themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, after you get the after you get the mask from them, the mummy mask. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, the Mask of Sense, the pig mask. Yeah, that one's funny. Yeah, because you just kind of sniff around whenever... <laughs> You get yeah. all you get all pig like while you're while you're wearing it. Because uh, if you go to the hotel room where the circus people are, you can actually find a pair of boxers. It's got a big stink pile coming off of it. <laughs> oh really? Oh wow! I never saw that. I didn't yeah. either. I have to look for that. That's a nice nice little uh, Easter egg thing you can find. <laughs> yeah, never tried. Yeah, I don't think I used it much for other than uh, sniffing out the the stuff. Um, Would you have to use it to find stuff for the uh, for the witches, right? Yeah. It would give you uh, blue potions because you could go find the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to just say, like, uh, the time this game was released, I do remember, like, some pop culture kind of stuff that was happening. I remember that Nightmare Before Christmas was, like, coming back into vogue. That sort of, like, I don't know, that kind of dark but pretty stuff. I don't know if I'm explaining myself well, but this game's kind of like that. Like, it's beautiful, but it's really dark. Like, it looks really great, but the whole time it has a sense of, like, dread and kind of just sadness to it. Oh, sure. Well, some people, um, I mean, I've heard theories about that that supposedly, like, Ocarina of Time was inspired by Twin Peaks because of, like, the owl and all that. But I'd say that, I mean, I think that uh, Majora's Mask is a lot more like Twin Peaks and Ocarina of Time because it's very, has a lot of very darkness to it. Oh, yeah. Even, like, the... The the mask guy, like I could just kind of like tie that into like the dream sequences from yeah. Twin Peaks. Yeah, like the man has from, that kind the of man from another place and all that yeah. for sure. Just jolting your senses, and, like yeah. well, surprising fact, you with what's supposed to happen. I mean, the fact that the town is called Termina is pretty much sets you up for darkness right there. It's like everyone there is terminal. Yeah, you know, they won't make it out. And that's where the moon ultimately ends up, like the Termina of its terminus of its falling down. Sure. Do you remember? Do you remember the old Japanese commercial for Majora's Mask with the kid like playing? He's like playing in his room and he's like screaming, and this and the moon is like falling at him. Did you ever see that? Yikes! No. Yeah, I remember seeing it on I IGN. See, see if you can find it on YouTube. It's it's pretty freaky. It's like this. I want to say he's like playing in this like tower, at, like the top of this tower, and there's and the moon's falling, and he's like, he's, he's it looks like he's in a he's in a rush, and he's like yelling, and the moon's like falling at him. I mean, that's what I remember from it. I mean, I haven't seen it in like 17 years, but, but yeah, that's, that'd be something to look up. The one I it. remember was, uh, it was a print ad, um, that had like our moon, like a photo of the moon falling on a New York City. Oh. And I just looked it up and there is the World Trade Center Ooh. in this ad. Yeah. Well, this is, it was, this was pre that. Yeah. I remember it, I mean, it was after Animal Crossing came out, but, I always, I always said, like, I wanted a game that was, like, a mixture of Animal Crossing and, and Zelda, you know, where you could, like, do stuff in town and then you could go then you could go save the world if you got tired of stuff with town. And that's pretty much yeah. what Majora's Mask was, like, before, you know, before Animal Crossing came around. It was kind of like that, where you um, could, like, you know, get stick around. And... No, never mind. I'm thinking of uh, Harvest Moon and Zelda. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's similar. No, Rune Factory, I never yeah. played it, but I, it, it was one of that I thought I might enjoy because of that. Yeah. And and like we were talking before, I think Ever Oasis is going to be kind of like that too. Well, and to complete like a lot of the quests to get the masks, you had to go into the external world and do shit. It wasn't just all in the town. Oh sure, but I like that you could um, 
I like the idea of establishing like you know like a relationships with with people in the town like you would in Animal Crossing, but also having the ability to go into a dungeon you know if you wanted to. Then the inevitable sadness of when you reset the clock and they don't know who you are anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even though except you, for the guy who sells you magic beans, he does. Yeah, he knows what's a up. free. Uh, well, and the um and. And the banker, the bank person, yeah, the bank yeah. person. That's the yeah. that's the sell me stuff. So that's because person you have the special from Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yeah, where she does the the mark, where it's like, oh yeah, essentially an RFID chip. Yeah, that <laughs> can go through different. Yeah, it can start. Yeah, it's a, there's like so much stuff in that game that I wanted to make sure that we mention everything. I mean, it, it might be hard to, but yeah, like every as the more we talk about, it, I'm like, oh yeah, and there's this part like the mummies and other stuff. Yeah, they did a lot with the small development cycle they had. I mean. This was a really good example of, like, you know, greatness is created under pressure or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Oh, sure. The pressure of having to get all this done in such a short period of time, like, forced them to make a really, like, frantic-paced game. But it feels like there's so much to do that, like, even though it's so limited in its scope three days, like, there's just a lot to do in that small period of time. Well, this this game is also the – I wanted to mention – this is also the on, on what you were saying. This is also the game that had the most heart pieces out of any of them because it had the smallest amount of dungeons. Yeah, you know, like what you're saying, like what I was thinking about when you're talking about it being compact. You know, it was just like cardinal direction dungeons, like one in each spot, pretty much. Yeah, there's only four dungeons. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's like the end dungeon, but that's not really a full dungeon. Yeah, there's four. You you get a heart from that, a full heart piece. So that's only four. So everything else is like pieces of heart. So it's the you know it has the most pieces of heart to find in any of the games because there's so little amount of dungeons which is crazy but i kind of like i mean i kind of like the smallness of it too i guess i mean i remember when i first read about four dungeons i was like oh no i'll, I'll beat it too quickly but then i didn't realize about all the other stuff you had to do which made it longer you know like all the town stuff and the masks and i never played through it without getting like i never beat it without getting all the masks so i never tried to beat majora without the without the ani link mask have either of you guys done that i think the first time that i beat it i did do it that way is it super hard like it it seems like it'd be really difficult i think it's just like any other boss you just have to like yeah just go through the stages or whatever yeah it's not the worst boss fight i've been through no there was worse than skyward (laughs) skyward yeah i thought about playing that again just i mean i don't know i just thought about playing it this week just because it's a lead up to zelda and you know there were parts that it's I like. It's my white whale. Maybe I need to beat it. Like I, I just need to go back and beat it. Well, there are parts that I really liked I've about been, that game. So I thought I've been about sitting doing on it the again. final boss fight. Me too, man. Yeah, I made it. Because I think I've actually even started the final boss fight and yeah, then I just guess. never actually finished it. It frustrates me a lot, though, the final boss fight. That's why I haven't beat it yet. Because you have to reach yeah. to the sky, <laughs> drawing yeah. the drawing the lightning or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was able to beat it, but I've heard from from a lot of people that they had a hard time with that boss. I I had the worst time with the uh, fucking what, whatever his face is, the David Bowie dude. Can't remember. His yeah, name. well, he's pretty hard too. The guy yeah. with the hair, like where he stands on your sword, like that was the part that drew me, that drove me insane. Like fighting him, where I kept like messing it up, and he would like stand on my sword and hit me. Took a lot of tries, but once you figured it out, it wasn't too bad. Uh, Giraham, is that his name? I died a lot though. Yeah, he was yeah. one of the first dudes you fought. Yeah. He was he was annoying. Like there's a part where you get to where you fight him and he kind of mocks you if you don't if you don't use the control the right way. But I just I thought well, I about think, uh, I think just as bad as him was the pirate that you fight later. Yeah, I, I haven't played the game since it came out, so I could. No, the pirate the pirate was hard, but I remember it not being. I don't know. It, the 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 mini game of it was different. Like you're like going towards a plank or something. I think. Yeah. Like, so you're 
Ah, I don't really remember too well. Yeah, it's been. But I think it's it was like while. kind of trying to force one or the other a certain direction. So yeah, I just remember like dousing. That was that was kind of something that was annoying. And there wasn't there a part where you had to like collect bubbles also in there. There's a lot yeah. of weird collecting stuff. And as we said before, like the Twilight Princess thing where you have to collect fucking like tears the of light. tears of light. Yeah. You have to do that again, sort of. Yeah. I hope there's no fucking tears remember, of light. Uh, yeah. In Skyward Sword. When uh, the forest area floods and you have to go back and do a collection there was worse than any of the Tears of Light to me. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. That's where you have to, like, swim around sort of, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, that's one of the things I remember that was annoying of collecting things. But just because it was the last, like, fully 3D Zelda, I kind of want to play a little bit of it again before, you know, before the new one comes out. I have a discount on it because of the uh, platinum coins or whatever. Yeah, there's a disc. There's discount on all Zelda games now, like through Club Nintendo. I can get it like for thirteen dollars or something like that on the Wii U. And I almost downloaded it the other day, and then I'm like, I looked over, and I've got it sitting right on my shelf, the Wii version. So <laughs> yeah, I have it on. It'd be, I, silly, it'd be silly to buy it. Yeah, I still have the Wii version too, and I thought about getting the Wii U version, but I'm plus like, I'd have to start it all like over why? again if I got the Wii U version. That's true, you would, but then you might like it a little bit. <laughs> or maybe I wouldn't. Maybe the save file would carry over. I guess I'm not sure of that. Yeah, because my uh, Mario Galaxy Two file did carry over. Oh yeah, no, it should actually. It should carry over if you if you did the transfer. It'll be on there still. If you did the system transfer for the Wii to the Wii U, you will you will have your file on there. So it won't even nice, which is pretty rad. Is there uh, is there anything else you want to say about Majora's Mask? I mean, there's we could talk about it for hours, but I know I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to go super like, long. Into, like fan theories and then all the like creepy pasta stuff and all that creepy pasta. The the whole like the Ben Drown thing, the Ben Drowning, yeah, which I think is pretty interesting on its own. What is this? I don't, I don't think I know what it is. It's, it's good. this whole thing about uh, a haunted copy of the game, and this guy chronicling his experiences with what he discovers is a haunted version of the game. There's a haunted version of Majora's Mask out there, or somebody claims that. That's crazy. I've never uh, heard of such should, a thing. You should read it. I'm not going to try and summarize it because I'm going to do a bad version of it. But, but essentially, um, like he ooh. buys like a secondhand copy of it, and like the it doesn't have a label or something. Oh, or it's just written like Majora's Mask is just written on it or something. I don't remember, <laughs> but it like, says it's been drowned on it at some point. Wow, crazy. So supposedly the ghost of this guy named Ben is. Haunting the cartridge itself. Oh, so he played the game and then died in three days. Is basically what happened. Like, uh, like the ring, sort of, in in a video game form. Kind of, I guess, maybe a little. <laughs> More, mostly, it's just like I don't know. It just uses the weirdness of the game itself to like create an alternate story about it, infiltrating the real world. Sure, it's crazy. Oh, maybe I'll take a look at it. You should. <laughs> My final thought is uh, that I definitely had the hots for the secretary at the mayor's office. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, as a kid. Was she the one? Was she the one that was at the maze in Ocarina of Time, or was or no? There yes. was there was a maze there too, right? You know what I'm talking about, where you go to the maze um, and there's like the firewalls and you have to like find your way through. I think that's in Ocarina of Time, right? Uh, I think it was maybe the treasure chest game. Oh, she was there. Was she the one that like moves her moves her uh, shoulders around when she talks to you? Uh, she's the one who she's got her head in her hand and she's looking really bored. Oh, okay. But, like, she's also very flirty in all the conversation. Oh, because I always thought the one that was, like, would move her shoulders around. She was at one of the maze levels or something like that at the door in Ocarina. I always thought she was cute. Probably because yeah. she was sort of flirty, too. I liked them Gerudo women. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, well, who doesn't? <laughs> I like how you could shoot them with arrows, <laughs> and they would fall down. Yeah. Right? They'd, like, they were tough. They'd they get tough. knocked out, but you're pretty much just hitting them, like, uh, shooting, shooting a sharp arrow into them. 
<laughs> what hardened by the desert. What about the, I mean, what about the Zora lady? The one that like lost her eggs. That's like part of the band and all that. She was kind of cute. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a whole part. Do you remember? Yeah. That whole part where you have to like, uh, put, put like all the music together and different things. Like that was, that was interesting with the band where yeah. you have to go talk to him. I thought that part, that part was cool. And there's like the sound check too that you have to do at the bar. I always liked the milk bar. That was pretty cool. Where you have the, you have the cow hat. That or the cow mask that'll get you in there, just pretty much a hat. Yeah, man, the hat we had to wear at uh, yeah. we one two switch. <laughs> yeah, the one two switch hat this is inspired by the cow hat. I just like the yeah the milk bar and the bomb the bomb face. I forgot about that one. That's probably my one of my favorite masks. That one was fucking cool. Is the bomb face where yeah. you could blow yourself up? But you yeah, could, yeah, you would lose a little bit of, of health, but it was worth it unless yeah. you duck down and you use the shield. If you oh, held that's the right. shield and did the blast, it, it wouldn't hurt you. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Because yeah. I would always use the I would use the bomb mask to get that hundred rupees, like in the in the area, you know, on the way to the um on the way to the scientist, the crazy scientist with the with the telescope. If you go, you know, if you go left, there's that yeah. wall that you can blow up that has like a hundred rupees in there. But you could do it. You could do it every time you restarted, you know, because you didn't need a bomb. You could just use the bomb mask to do it. And I would always do that. And drop it to, off in the bank, yeah. Just to build up my money, yeah. And uh, the bird. Remember the bird, the bird that'll steal your sword, the big mm-hmm. guy. If you kill him, you get like five hundred rupees from him too. You get a ton of stuff. But if he steals your sword, you have to buy it later, which which sucks. I'm sure you dealt with that before. That's from the Curiosity Shop, right? Yeah, it'll it'll show up there later. Yeah, the sword will. We haven't. I mean, we haven't really talked about the story at all. I guess of Majora's Mask. We never really talked about like Tattle and Tail. Like how um, I always felt like they were sort of a response to to uh, to Navi. You know. Where they took a, where it's basically, they talk to you just as a tone and it's not like, you know, hey, listen, now it's just ding, ding. <laughs> I felt like that was, uh, you know, them trying to fix what was, uh, what were, what they annoyed people about in the other one. But at the same time, they were like, fuck you, double the fairies. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't talk to you. Like they didn't actually speak. Right. But I like that idea of like that they were the brothers that became friends with the, you know, they made the, they made the main villain super sympathetic, you know, like the skull kid was picked on and, and they became friends like that one day with that was raining and there was a lot of felt like it told the story really well like there was a lot of like good uh good cut that a school kid like that. may not have really been a bad guy no he wasn't he kind of just got involved in a mask that you know fucked him over but i like yeah i like the separation of those two of the of the little fairy brothers and then they come back to come back later and the fairy doesn't even really want to help link it just kind of gets stuck with him because it gets yeah. left because the door locks and they have to work together to get through it yeah and like Epona getting stolen and all that, and Epona being being younger, it's all different. All different. I like things. all the uh, all the references to. Hey, it seems like you've done this before. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sequel humor, right? Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the game. I mean, this is a full spoiler. I'm sure people know that. Is the very end, like when you go to the moon, and it's like just that big open field with the tree, and there's the kids with the masks playing by the tree. I always thought that part was like weird and great at the same time. That's yeah. actually the only time in the game where you kind of just feel like I can just hang out here for a little bit. I don't have to rush. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of those. It is. Yeah, it's just something like kind of you don't don't expect it to look like that at all. Like when you're going to the moon, you expect it to look like a moon, but no, it's just like a big open field with one just with one tree there. And I just like I like that moment a lot. Well, because the lead up to that is you know you getting sucked into the moon. Yeah, so you don't expect it to be in, but then it's like it's like super like fast pace and then you get there and then it's just all calm and peaceful and then there's yeah 
and then there's the tree and the and I, I, I love that part it's really cool you're pretty much just inside of the psyche of the school kid yeah like pretty much aspects of him are represented by the children on the moon yeah yeah it's just like so all this different creative stuff hopefully we'll get to see i hope they do some weird stuff in breath of the wild too like that or they should do a, they should do a similar thing where they use the same thing and make a sequel quicker you know so we don't what have to that, wait like yeah, another like that, 10 uh, years for uh for another or Zelda. whatever is like something like majora's mask maybe like oh the dlc Terminator 2 or something oh that'd be cool yeah the 20 dollars dlc what we what we failed to mention last week about the DLC, which everybody seems to be talking about, is that you can wear a switch shirt if you if you get the oh, DLC, right. which is like the, dumb, the dumbest the thing time. ever. Yeah, we didn't know about it, but yeah, this is a, it's a be, special promotional T shirt you can wear as Link. Well, it kind of reminded like I we, remember seeing that. It reminded me of like when we were joking about uh about there being advertisements for the Zelda Netflix show like in the game. Do you remember we talked about that yeah. a couple episodes back? Uh-huh. Kind of reminded me of that. Where it's like, well, now you can have advertisements for the Switch, like in the game. You can wear the Switch shirt, which Link would like never wear. <laughs> it's like, okay, you don't know that. If if he had yeah, a, he a really comfy shirt, color. I've like never seen him wear a t-shirt. I didn't think they existed in that world. Just unless they're like extra long and look like the green tunic, or they have like a, or they have like a giant lobster on them or something. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe he invented the t-shirt. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Maybe. Well, uh, is there anything else? Is there anything else you'd like to say about Majora's Mask? I think we're, I think we're probably good to call it. Unless, unless there's something I'm missing. I don't know. I feel like there's, there's so much to the game. There's got to be plenty we're missing, but yeah. this game's got a lot to it. So yeah. I, I'm good, man. Is there any? Um, is there anything I, more you want to talk about, it, Max? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Is there? A, do you do? A, do you have any? Uh, any like stuff online that we should look at or anything like that? Well, I do some goofy electronic music. My alias is Signal to Noise, and I just spend a lot of time playing around with synthesizers. Oh, cool. And Are you on SoundCloud or Bandcamp? Yep, I'm on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash S2NCU. Cool. S2NCU. And is that a 2 or a T-O? Max may potentially be composing a song for us. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, Not for the show or anything, just for you guys. It's <laughs> for us specifically. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a song that's like, hey, you're great. Uh-huh. And that's actually, a... for five bucks, I will do that for anybody you know. You it... can commission me, <laughs> commission a song. To make a song. Sure. Mm-hmm. Is that a... And it's not something I'm going to like just drop in their name into something I've already done. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. is from start to finish. You know, it is, I'm putting my whole heart into Mike. <laughs> is it just five dollars at a time yeah just to clarify it the the s the, the single to noise is that a two like as in the number two or is it or is it spelled out two o for what you're saying uh, the two. it's the number two okay the, I, just, I just want to make sure everybody knew for the soundcloud so it's s two n c u yeah correct as in the number two okay. i just wanted you know because i thought like maybe it's two a t o cool well, well def- definitely check that out um it's been our episode 58 uh thank you for being a guest on our show max yeah, and thanks, um, yeah, we, thanks for having me on. No problem, man. This is my inaugural podcast. Yeah, oh. you get the last episode before the Switch comes out, so it's kind of special. It's the end of an era, right? In the beginning it's of the end of one. an era. It's a yeah. It was, it was too bad that this wasn't like fifty nine, so sixty. Which did we mention? But... Did we mention uh, Harvest Moon sixty four? Oh no, we didn't. I don't think we did. That's what's coming to the eShop this yeah. week. Probably by the time by the time this is posted, uh, Harvest Moon sixty four will be out on the eShop. That's a that's a cool game. That's a game that I actually wanted to get a while ago, but I ended up getting the Game Boy Advance version instead, which is similar, but I think is a little bit better. 
So I don't know if I'll pick is it up it this friends time. Friends of Mineral Town or More Friends of Mineral Town that you get? The first one. Okay. Because if More Friends is uh, the female version, right? Where you could be a girl. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got I got friends. Friends of Mineral Town. But it's but it is it does play a lot like uh, sixty four one. Yeah. It just does. It I just, actually got the GameCube version. Yeah, I mean, I had that one, but the '64 one was always my favorite one because you could like, just I liked how you could upgrade your your um, water thing to where you can like water the whole thing in one in one swipe. And I just yeah. I feel like I got into that one more than the other ones. But the Game Boy one is great, actually. Um, when I was trying to find, I was actually gonna looking to buy the '64 one when I was at the Midwest Gaming Classic, and Bob Mackey of uh, Retronauts told me to get the Game Boy one on uh, on Wii U. Because it's similar and cheaper, and I ended up and I took his advice and and bought it and put a lot of hours into it, so it's totally cool. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so I got advice from the from the retro from half of Retronauts, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I hope they. Uh, yeah, I guess they're. Do you think this will be their last sixty four release on Wii U, and they're just going to stop next week? Well, I mean, there might be one more, right? For <laughs> the Switch, and then they just yeah. stop doing them. I'm wondering. There might be one final one the day before. Yeah, and that one is Mother 3. No. <laughs> and then that'll be just the last virtual console ever, as far as we know. Yeah. That as far makes, as we know, really. That makes me sad, because I, mean, I, really I really wanted to play some virtual console stuff. Yeah, now all you get is one is one free NES or SNES game a month, unless you want to buy Yet it. Yet to be announced. Yeah, whatever. Um, hopefully, there, hopefully there's something at the beginning there. Or maybe it's like so crazy that they just don't want to talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> But we'll find out for for sure next week. Next week will be our Switchcast, so stay tuned for that episode fifty nine. Uh, you can find you can you know you can Switch. find us on uh, Nintendo Main Podcast dot com. I've put up a bunch of videos of our Switch experience on YouTube on uh, YouTube slash Fingmater, so go watch those. Um, you know, you, uh, I'm on at Nintendo underscore Domain and Twitter. If you want to, you want to see whatever. Uh, basically, all it is is me posting episodes, but. Um, <laughs> You know, we're on, we're on Facebook, Facebook slash Nintendo Main. So check that out. Or email us at Nintendo Domain Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we guess we'll see you next week then. See ya. Love see you guys. Aw.
怖さを知らない任天堂64ゼルダの伝説ムジュラの仮面メモリー拡張パック付きも。